Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. How many times have you told someone, just wait and see, it will happen? I bet many of us have said these words, including Pastor J.D. in his message today. He refers to the believer waiting for the Lord to act on what he said, but also waiting on the Lord and his blessings. Friends, good things will come. Keep the faith. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on September 17th, 2023. We make decisions based on the feelings at the moment, and they turn out to be catastrophic. Ah, I wish I had time. We've talked about this, many examples of this, making far-reaching decisions, catastrophic decisions based on feelings. When you feel the arm of Jacob thinking it's Esau, because even though the word you heard sounded like Jacob, the feelings you felt were that of Esau, and you made a decision based on those feelings. That's a very abbreviated version of a very powerful example of making decisions in the, in the heat of the moment, if you will, because you felt compelled. It just feels so right. Watch out. Have you ever heard someone say, or even yourself said, how can something that feels so right be so wrong? Well, let's see. Sin is pleasurable for a season. That's another topic for another time. Let's get back to the update already in progress. Where are you going with all of this, Pastor? Well, here's where I'm going with all of this. We are all just like Saul at Gilgal, David at Ziklag, and Elijah in the wilderness at Beersheba. Do you agree with me when I say this, that any hope of strengthening ourselves in the Lord will only come by waiting on and for the Lord? Especially, let me take it a little bit further, with everything that's now happening in and to the world until the trumpet sounds and we're raptured out of the world. That's our only hope, as if the Lord gives strength to the weak. I want to, for the remainder of our time together today, expound on this with more specificity. And again, as I mentioned, why this is of paramount importance as it relates to Bible prophecy. So I've compiled another list. 
Hope you don't get tired of my list. It's more where that came from. But this particular list speaks to just waiting for the Lord and on the Lord in order that we might receive the strength of the Lord. And here's why. If there was ever a time that we needed the Lord to, as Isaiah writes, give power to those of us who are weak and increase the strength of those of us who are weary, that time is now. Simply put, it's getting really real and really hard. What do you mean? Well, you know, when Solomon in Ecclesiastes writes that with much knowledge comes much sorrow, the world has kind of coined it and dubbed it, ignorance is bliss. Well, sometimes I wish I was a little more ignorant (laughs) to have a little more bliss, because when you know the Word of God and the God of the Word, you know what's coming. And what comes packaged with that is a grieving and a sorrow. And when you see all of these Bible prophecies that you know are coming, in fact, they're not really technically coming, they're already here, in place, in play, in the world today, in this, the very last hour of human history as we know it, and without question, without question. So in the interest of time, I've narrowed the list down to five, but please know that there are numerous and voluminous other prophecies that are happening right now, and it's getting real. Number one, and I'm starting off with this one for a reason. In Revelation 18.23, we've talked about this in prior updates. We're told that all the nations on earth, every nation on earth, will be deceived. Deceived by what? Deceived by, in the original language of the Greek New Testament, a final pharmaceutical solution, pharmakeia where we get pharmacy or pharmaceutical. And the key to this prophecy is twofold. First, it's worldwide as a genocide, and it comes by way of pharmakeia. So I ask you, are all the nations worldwide today deceived by this? Now, this kind of dovetails into the second one, which is in Matthew 24, 22, where Jesus now is speaking about the seven-year tribulation, which is for the purpose of the salvation of the Jewish nation. Let me say that again. The purpose of the tribulation is for the salvation of the Jewish nation. That's the, the 70th week of Daniel, the time of Jacob's trouble. Who's Jacob? A.K.A. Israel. So this is when Jesus says that it's going to be tribulation, a great tribulation, the likes of which the world has never before seen, nor will ever see again. And of those days, he says that during that time, were it not for the days being shortened, no flesh, no human being would be able to survive. Survive what? 
survived the genocide. Human flesh. I want to be careful in how I say what I'm about to say, but people are dying. People are dying. The mortuaries, the funeral homes, they're backed up worldwide, all over the world. You have to wait. How long? Weeks in some cases, in some places. Why? Why is, why is it taking so long? Because so many people are dying. That's the soonest we can get to it. Well, what are they dying from? They're dying from this final solution, this final pharmaceutical solution, which is a worldwide genocide, because all the nations on earth have been deceived. And Jesus says that during the tribulation, which we are on the cusp of, it will be so bad that God just had to say, that's it, that's enough. I'm going to put an end to this. I'm going to shorten the days. I'm going to, can I say it, speed it up. Because if I don't, there won't be any flesh surviving this. And it's happening now, by the way. I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but let me just say it now. This is all happening now. I'm not standing before you, as is my privilege to every week, and, and telling you about, this is what is going to happen. No, I'm standing before you, as again is my privilege to every week, and I'm saying to you, it's not this is what is going to happen, this is what is already now happening. Number three, and it again dovetails in, and I selected and condensed this list accordingly because they, they kind of complete this picture, I guess you could say, the entirety of Second Thessalonians 2. It's a tough chapter. It's all about prophecy. The rapture is there, the revelation of the Antichrist is there, the removing of the restrainer is there, the great the powerful deception and strong delusion is there causing those rejecting the truth to believe the lie. So again I ask you, is there a strong delusion? Is there lawlessness already at work, as Paul writes by the Spirit in Second Thessalonians 2? The Antichrist spirit, as we just read in First John, already in the world. <laughs> I truly believe, and I, I get blasted for this. Fine, blast me. I truly believe the Antichrist is alive and well. I don't know how old he is. I would imagine he's probably up there in age. So there's a time-driven nature to the revelation of who the Antichrist is, which I'm not looking for because I'm looking for Jesus Christ. I'm not trying to pin the tail on the donkey of the Antichrist. <laughs> That was, I don't know where that came from, but <laughs> I, I don't care. I, I really don't. But I believe he's already alive and well behind the scenes, but he can't be revealed until the church is removed. That's Second Thessalonians 2 verse 3. But my point is, and I need to emphasize this before we move on to the number four, my point is this, and really my question is this, do you see this powerful deception worldwide? Do you see this strong delusion? People are, 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 are under a spell. 
I mean, it is, it is demonic because it is demonic. It is a demonic deception. It is a demonic delusion. And it's already starting to happen. And we see it every day, all day, all around us. Happening now. Number four, I'll try not to uh, spend any unnecessary time on this, though I could. In 2 Peter 3, we're told that at the time of the end, there will be a significant increase of those who mock and ridicule the rapture. Wait, pastor, I think that is in the context of the second coming. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll let you have it. But let's be clear that the rapture happens seven years before the second coming. It's both. How about that? <laughs> that was a sanctified something, I don't know. The Lord's return, okay, fine. First in the rapture, He doesn't come to the earth, He takes us out of the earth. And then subsequently, after the seven year tribulation, He comes back with us. At the rapture, He comes for us. But at the second coming, He comes with us as His bride by His side, ten thousands by His side. So it's both. Are we okay with that? They're, they're mocking both. But especially the rapture especially the pre-tribulation rapture, and I'm doing the very thing I said I wouldn't do. But before we move on to the fifth and final one, let me just lastly say on this, bring it. Because all you're doing is confirming the fulfilling of a prophecy about how people like you would blast people like us about the pre-tribulation rapture right before the pre-tribulation rapture. So go ahead, come on, muck me, ridicule me, scuff at me, make jokes about me, make YouTube videos about me. I'm going to stop right there because I'm, I'm really doing it then. Number five, and this is heartbreaking. In 2 Timothy chapters 3 and 4, we're told the last days will be marked. These will be the markers, the characteristics of the last days. There will be perilous times. And the Apostle Paul by the Holy Spirit lists 19, and this is to the church, not the world. When did we ever start expecting the world to behave like they're regenerated by the power of the Holy Spirit? No, these are markers of the last days, perilous times, what people, Christians will be like. Let that sink in. And then it will also be marked by those who will not endure sound biblical doctrine. This is another one. I, they won't tolerate, they won't put up with it, they won't hear it. In fact, not only will they not endure sound doctrine, they will penalize anyone who teaches sound doctrine. How? By going to the church down the street that has a 15-minute feel-good message that's really hip and cool and relevant. Are you going to teach the Bible? Nah, I have a Bible. Or are you going to teach the Bible? Nah, my 
you know, quote a verse out of the Bible. No, but are you going to teach the Word? Are you going to preach the Word? Because if you're not going to teach and preach the Word, then I'm out of here. Because I need to get fed, because I'm starving to death, spiritually. You cannot live on cotton candy Christianity, because I tell you, with what's coming, it will hit. And you have got... Just, uh, no. There are people sitting in churches that are going to be ill-equipped when it hits, and they, they won't have the spiritual strength when their son or daughter dies, when the diagnosis is given, when the husband or the wife leaves, when the children wander and stray. You had better have the foundation of your life built on the solid rock of sound doctrine, or you will fall, and great will be that fall. And it breaks my heart. I think about just my walk with the Lord, and had it not been for being grounded in the Word, I would not be standing here. I feel so sorry for people. Well, I, let me try to get a grip here. There's a common denominator with just these five prophecies. And the common denominator is sound doctrine. And it's the sound doctrine of, it's just a matter of time. Just wait, you'll see. If it's already happening now, then wouldn't it stand to reason that it's any time now? I just picked five. I handpicked, I selected just five of many prophecies that are already beginning to come to pass, right before our very eyes, in real time. And if we're already seeing these things begin to come to pass, and we are, then look up, because it's just a matter of time. Just wait, you'll see that our redemption draws ever so near. It's even at the door. This is Luke 21, 28. Jesus is speaking. He says, now when these things, key word, begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads. Why? Because your redemption draws near. That's why. Wait, so Lord, when I see these things begin to happen, because they're beginning to happen like now, you're saying it's just a matter of time, so go go ahead and look up and lift up your head, because I'm coming. I'm coming. Okay. Well, now listen to what else Jesus said in Matthew 24. I want to draw your attention to verses 15 and 16. Now, context. This is to the Jew during the seven-year tribulation, which again is for the salvation of the Jewish nation. Matthew 24. In fact, uh, we did talk about this. I'm not going to uh, go into this, but the rapture is not in Matthew 24. Uh, that was a hard one for me, but 
it all fit when I realized, wait a minute, that's not the rapture. And then everything started to make sense again. So what Jesus is doing now is He is addressing specifically the Jew during the seven-year tribulation. You'll see why here, beginning in verse 15, Matthew 24. Therefore, watch this, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, and this is in parentheses, whoever reads, let him understand, then let those who are in Judea, that's Jerusalem, flee to the mountains. Many believe Petra in modern day Jordan. Wait, he just referred to a prophecy in Daniel about the abomination of desolation. Yeah, that's Daniel 9.27, arguably among the most specific and detailed prophecies in all of the pages of Holy Writ. Can I read it? Daniel 9.27. I want you to pay particular attention to this word confirm. He will confirm. It's the same word in the original language of the Hebrew Old Testament as it is in my native tongue of Arabic, bar or kbir, greater, stronger. He will make stronger a covenant with many for one, I'm not going to do the fingers, seven. In the middle of the seven, the three and a half year mark, He will put an end to sacrifice and offering, and on a wing of the temple, that means the temple will be rebuilt at the beginning of the seven-year tribulation, in order for there to be an abomination that causes desolation committed in a rebuilt temple. He will set up an abomination that causes desolation. That's what Jesus is referring to, until the end that is decreed is poured out on Him. Okay, Pastor, why are you pointing this out again today because of what's happening. What's happening? Oh, Saudi Arabia is co-hosting this UN event aimed at revamping, confirming, strengthening the Israeli-Palestinian peace process. Here's an excerpt from this Times of Israel report, Hawaii Time. The event, titled Peace Day effort for Middle East peace will take place on Monday, September 18th, if we're still here. That's not in the article, but. And is being put on by Saudi Arabia, along with the Arab League and the European Union, in cooperation with Egypt and Jordan. Do you realize you just basically described verbatim the prophecy in Ezekiel 38. By the way, we finished Ezekiel 24 uh, Thursday. (laughs) It's a turning point from 25 on through the end of the book of Ezekiel. There's a change in the tone and the tune of the prophecies from Ezekiel. When you get into the 30s, can't wait. Just wait. I can't wait, if we're still here. But when we get to Ezekiel 38, and particularly verse 13, it mentions by their ancient name Saudi Arabia as protesting this alliance of nations with Russia, Iran, and Turkey at the helm that invade Israel from the north vis-a-vis Syria. We are so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. You've been listening to the latest prophecy update that Pastor J.D. has been sharing And as always, it's fascinating to hear and learn 
about how the things going on in the world relate to things predicted in the Bible. If you're ever interested in finding out more about this ministry, head over to jdfarag.org. That's jdfarag.org to learn more. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to come check out our church family. At Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, we meet on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. There's a Calvary link at the bottom of our webpage, so look for it at jdfarag.org. That link will give you more info on service times, directions, and more. Also, on our website, you'll notice a tab at the top that says ABCs. This is a helpful tool if you're in need of understanding a more in-depth view of what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus. If you or any friends or family need some clarification, this should help clear some things up for you. Again, that website is jdfarag.org. Next time, you'll get to hear some more interesting things about current affairs and how they relate to what the Bible says to be true. The prophecies in the Bible were not just mentioned casually. Every prophecy written in the Bible will come to pass. So there's much to understand about what's to come. We look forward to that time with you and hope you'll join us then. Until then, may you be looking for wisdom from God in spirit and truth.